Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Cantina MX Football Podcast. We are on episode 288. We're going to be talking about the Nations League semifinal and final. Uh, USA upset Mexico over there in Colorado. And, well, we're going to get all into that. Some chance rumors, some Liga Mackey stuff as well. But before I go any further, let's introduce the panel tonight. Coming in from LA, we got Joel. How are we doing? I know there's a lot of tears, but I'm fine. No pasa nada. No pasa nada. It's all good. Well, welcome to the boar. And then coming in from the south, we got Cheekies. Cheekies, how are we doing? I'm feeling actually pretty happy. I'm, I'm glad, man. I'm sort of enjoying, although it is, I am enjoying it, but there is like some annoying stuff that uh, we could talk about later. But yeah, it's uh, it was fun. It was actually a pretty entertaining matchup. I did see some crazy talk about that being like uh, better than the CONCACAF Cup a few years ago, which was wrong. But um, But yeah, it was pretty entertaining matchup. So yeah, fun stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, for those listening on YouTube, welcome to the show. And for those that will be listening uh, later on this week, uh, Cantina MX was actually on the field. Uh, I was there in Denver, Colorado for the for the semi and for the final yesterday. And I still really haven't processed everything because I'm I was, you know, on the sidelines taking photos and, you know, you kind of get lost doing your, your thing. And you kind of don't really get a chance to see replays. You don't get to hear the commentary. You know, you're just literally captioning everything live. Um, and I was really just—it was just really hard for me to process and and not you know trying to not be biased <laughs> on the pitch over there. Um, but I mean, let's go right into it. Uh, Mexico and USA played each other in the final, but before that, they had to qualify with the semis. And uh, USA kicked things off against Honduras. It smelled like penalties. I felt like it was going to end that way. But in the very... You were at that game as well, right? Yeah, I was there. And at the very last minute, I mean, we're talking maybe five minutes away from stopping. No, it was the last minute. Um, USA score in a a very dramatic finish. uh, uh, a palomita, a little diving header. And then, uh, yeah, Honduras got that rug swept right under them. And then in the other semi was Costa Rica and Mexico. It was a deadlock. There was no goals. We had to go to penalties. And in the penalty shootout, a surprising hero, Guillermo Ochoa, stepped up to the plate. And uh, not normally known for for his penalty, you know, skills, but uh, he got Mexico into the final. And uh, before we go into like the final, what happened, guys? Um, did, did you guys sniff or like fear or kind of start to worry, like how Mexico struggled against Costa Rica, not being able to score? Sure. Yeah, it's been, uh, 
been sort of a concern for a long time, ever since Chicharito and, well, Raul Jimenez and then Chicharito not getting called up. I, I don't really mind. Um, Raul Jimenez is a good, uh, is a is a big loss, but Chicharito, I don't, I don't mind that. I think a little bit later, Chicharito can come back. But um, we got to deal with what, what we got. And I don't think bringing in, like, uh, John... Uh, our homie John, he uh, mentioned what it was his tweet. He mentioned that the next uh, next striker from Mexico in the next U.S. match, I think, is going to be uh, Funes Mori, who's going to take us to Gold Cup. Ooh, controversial. That was, his, uh, that was his prediction because I think it's getting like, and maybe from his point of view or, or from what I what I'm thinking is Tata's going to feel the heat, man. He's going to feel the heat of, you know, things aren't going well. He just lost this final. And it was an intense, heated final. They weren't messing around. They were going full force in this thing because of the rivalry. Well, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the heat is to have a striker with, I mean, if he's not going to use Chicharo, I think he pretty much discarded Vela. Yeah. I don't know where Vela is at this point. Well, it's Morty has to, it's, I mean, he, he's uh, got to choose the guy. Well, well, yeah, he has to choose yeah. him now, and he's been—he has been on the national team radar since he he started his process to become a Mexican citizen. So, and and very quickly, um, I don't know if this was after the match against Costa Rica or maybe leading up to it, maybe the press conference before the match started. But you know, a lot of people were asking him, like, "Hey, you know, how do you know you guys are playing without a nine? And uh, Tata got really defensive and said, you know, you're disrespecting my squad. You know, no, we're not missing a, a, a natural striker. We have Pulido, we have Henry Martin, blah, blah, blah. But I, I, I'll i be honest, guys, like, you know, the way Costa Rica was able to keep, you know, Mexico at bay, uh, Mexico unable to, to really capitalize any, any, any goals. And I just know that Henry Martin just isn't the right kind of striker that we need. I knew that going into the final against us, it was going to be tough. And I, I just didn't know where the goals were going to come from. Um, so then going into the final, Mexico wasted no time. And within the first minutes, Tecatito uh, forced a mistake and scored. And uh, I'll be honest, man, as soon as I saw that in the first minute, I thought this is over. Like this is in the bag. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because USA also struggled to score goals uh, against um, Honduras. So I thought, you know, here we go. The momentum's going to be all in Mexico's favor. Tata's going to be aggressive, and he's going to continue to keep Mexico pressing and, and forcing the match to the U.S. And, uh, you know, the fans, the stadium was all on Mexico's side. And uh, as soon as Hector uh, Moreno scored that second goal, I thought, this is done. It's over. Like, this is this is going to be a goleada. And, uh, guys, what was, was it, was it an offside? I don't know why the goal got, um, uh, canceled. Yeah, it was offsides. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, man, that would have, that would have definitely. Yeah. And of so course, things... and, and then, you know, Giovanni Reina scores, uh, off a corner kick, like immediately following that, that VAR review. Thing is, though, like I think even after the first goal, uh, the U.S. team was uh, like I, I guess at the beginning you're sort of feeling each other out, 
Yeah. But after the after Mexico scored the first goal, US was sort of pushing. They were pushing forward, especially after the Moreno goal and then the callback. They were pushing, they were putting some pressure on Mexico. And they were like, you know, taking control of the game for a little bit. And uh so they realized, okay, we're down. And 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 you could see, you could sense like a goal was gonna come. Eventually something was gonna happen. So I wasn't surprised whenever uh Reina got that uh, got that opportunity. Because you're and... saying they were more hungry. Well, yeah, I mean you're dead. Like, because so this is. More. Well, it just it, there's just certain phases of the game where like okay, we just got we just got taken down. We got fortunate with this other called back goal. We we should be down two zero, but we're down one zero. So let's push it. They got to get it back. It's like when you feel at that moment of the game where we can't let this go. We got to get this back. This is a rivalry. This is the final, and they were pushing. They were pushing forward. That's why so many people were, were in the box this dude was just like sitting there and uh and was able to get that loose ball and and stick it in and then the celebration you can tell just by the celebration it wasn't just like a normal game um and then continuing on it was getting heated towards the end of the game um the players knew that this wasn't just some you know friendly oh, yeah. or whatever especially for the u.s this was this was a massive game uh you know, it's been what two years, and the, the heavy criticism on on having Berhalter, and and it was like, if a lot of U.S. fans felt that the U.S.S.F. slept on not hiring Tata Martino, yeah. so they felt, you know, and so this this was like the big test for them because it's it's Berhalter versus Tata, it's Mexico U.S. on a final. Um, and it's a it's a young squad that they have, and it's it's they've been working for something like this. So it's in many ways it was like their graduation, and uh, but but big massive win for Berhalter to get it over Tata. I mean, technically it was a draw two two, you know. Yeah, um, officially, still, yeah, officially yeah. it will count as a draw. Or actually, because it went to overtime though. Actually, I don't know. Well, the regular regulation time is a draw. Oh, okay, okay. And then that's so. You know, in the 90 minute of the regular match, it's, it's a draw. But, um, you know, and I, I'm not trying to take anything away. They, it was, I still think it was a massive win. And, and it's like, I guess it sent a message because they had, you know, there was a lot of criticism and uh, a lot of their fans, they just didn't believe in the team. And so to be able to pull this against the, the giants of the region, you know, the gigantes. And uh, I think that, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe this is Tata's first defeat against the CONCACAF team. Uh, you Although might, he yeah. hasn't lost. You no, might, he hasn't. Yeah, you might be right about yeah, that. And it, but still, I have to I have to say, he hasn't lost in the, in the 90 minutes. And just really quick before we continue, but I think... You know what we're seeing is that some of these teams they're gonna be more, more aggressive, more difficult than I'll say a lot of us were expecting. You know, just seeing how some of these teams ended up, and I think it's a good thing um for the tournament. I think it's you know it's the first edition of the league's cup. Uh, I know a lot of people calling it molero and whatnot, but you sort of need one because Europe Europe has their league's cup. So it's not like Mexico could schedule a game against, you know, some Euro team. Um, and I'm not I mean, sure if South America has one, but 
Yeah. Um, Jurgen Klinsmann and I, I recorded this like back in 2019 when they had announced the mm. Nations League. You know, they interviewed him and he started laughing like this is a waste of time. He's like, <laughs> the, 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 the very short window that you have as a national team coach to be with a group of players, you know, number one, that's, that's like a very limited opportunity. Number two, you want to make sure that in that window that you play the best, you play teams above your level, not below or, you know, at your level. You want to always play over, you know, you always want to be the, the playing against better clubs and, and or better countries and stuff. And he said that the nation's league is like, you're pigeonholing yourself against, you know, teams in this region. That's already like, a lot left to be desired. So he, you know, he, he said it was a waste of time. He said that, you know, his challenge as a coach is always how to, how do I get the best out of my, my, my teammate or my players? You know, how do I get them playing at the highest, you know, level of competition? And, you know, you don't do that against, you know, Costa Rica, Honduras, you know, you do that against Germany, Argentina, Brazil, Spain, France, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, but those games aren't going to be available. So, I mean, we, yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, there's truth to what he says, but at the same time, it's like you're not going to be able to go and get friends when they're playing this similar tournament. So eventually you are going to have to do something similar. But I, I think it for the region, it's good. I mean, you, you might think, you know, we could be selfish and be like for Mexico, it sucks. But I think it's good for the region and it, it reinvigorates these type of rivalries. I mean, I mean you know, Honduras-Costa Rica game and ended up being really good. Well, I mean, you know, at least at least the way they progressed, and then you had you had the classico, you know, the classico del norte, whatever it's called, and and going into the gold cup now, it's gonna be more saucy because you have these teams that already faced each other and they're bound to cross paths again. So it's how you start, like, you know, this this is a good way, uh, in my opinion, of of building up rivalries and giving some of these games more you know putting more weight on them yeah I don't, I don't know how i feel about the nation's league you know it's we already have a gold cup you know like i don't know if this was a necessary um but you know as all these regions are doing their own nation's league you know europe and all that it, you know we kind of don't really have much of a choice um a couple of things that i noticed at the stadium um, one that's kind of like the elephant in the room is the chance. I heard it in the first game, the USA versus Honduras. I heard it in that game, and then I heard ah. it, and then I heard it. Yeah. So I, when I got there, I have to wait. I have to ask you though: Was the game stopped? Did yeah, the ref stopped. The yeah. Game? So so this, for, this for that game? yeah. Let let me let me just give you guys the 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 room temperature here. So. You know, uh, the first game kicked off very early on Thursday, like around four. The stadium was like empty, but there was a small Hondureño crowd. Like there, there, there were a few. They're like the Marines. There were a few in the proud, but they were loud, man. They were very loud. They were, they were. You could hear every time they would chant. Wait, Jaime, are you sure they were Cruz Azul? I mean, Honduras and not Cruz Azul fans. <laughs> well, I'll get into that too, but. <laughs> There was a lot of blue, let me just say that. So yeah, I mean there was there was a, a gang like of them like right behind me. So I could hear them the whole game. I could hear them, you know, and the, again, the 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 games were not played at full capacity. Um I think the overall attendance was like 34,000 that first that first game. So 
But so the game, the first game did get stopped by the referee uh, as a warning, right? It didn't go any further than that. And then the 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 main events, Mexico versus Costa Rica, uh, the chant happened again. And, you know, the fans had already been warned the game before, but they got warned again. And the referee, uh, and, and this was very, very uh, towards the end of the game. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I think the referee was very lenient in that match because I had heard it way. I heard it within like the first 20 minutes of the game. And I even tweeted it, said, hey, like it took 20 minutes for the, you know, the first chant of the game. And uh, he didn't. He waited until the end of the game, almost like it felt like we were going to go to penalties. But the referee stopped it for a very long time. I mean, they had to warn the state, the the crowd with the announcer, and then they put the little Ochoa like video, the pre-recorded video of Ochoa, <laughs> and then you know everybody was just kind of like, what the? Heck? It just invigorated the crowd, and it just egged them on. And they just started booing even louder and started to get even more aggressive. So that happened in, in the Costa Rica game. And then they ended up going to penalties and stuff. And then it happened again in the final. And uh, I I don't know, man. Like, you can't really... Can you really control the crowd? You, you really can't. You can warn them. But my question to you guys is, like, how far do you think they're going to push this issue? Like... Are we talking like closed door in the near future for Mexico? I think that they might they might make Mexico an example. And so there's that chance that they might, you know, just people could step in and then just boot them out of the, you know, qualifiers or something like that. You know? to do that, man. I think they're cowards. Yeah. I think they're cowards. No, they, I mean, they, they booted them out of the World Cup in 90. And the yeah, senior team different. didn't do... This the is, senior this... team didn't do anything. It was something that, we, you know, that Cachirú was worse things, worse things happen in Europe all the time. And the, these... Yeah, they do, and, but, but the sponsors... The, it's You know, it comes down to the sponsors, Chiquis. And the sponsors... And they will lose money. American sponsors. I know, but we're talking about American sponsors. And these sponsors are listening to a vocal minority on which are on on social media because most people don't know most people don't even care people making the big all this noise are they're on social media and it's it's, it's a small percentage but but you know all these sponsors these big companies they're they're paying attention and and they're making it you know they're like brownie points for them you know we're doing something about it they're not gonna do anything about Qatar, but hey, look, <laughs> look, we, yeah, we'll see, you know, we really do care. Yeah, it's it's just all like, you know, one month out of the year, you're you're a rainbow. It's just all for show. Well, so yeah, exactly. I mean, and then and if then they lose money, though, kids, you bring it up. It's on the well, it's right a, on that month. It's a lose lose situation for everyone involved because number one. Are you really going to make an example of Mexico when they are your biggest cash cow in the region? Yeah, exactly. and and they they're the ones well, that's, that that's for Concacaf. Um, yeah, you know, not for FIFA. But I mean, are you FIFA really gonna? But they I mean, I don't know the exact numbers of like what the Mexican national team like brings in as far as revenue. But I would not be like I would be shocked if they're not at least in the top five like nations in the world, man. 
Because like you, you think about the jersey sales, all the fans across the globe, just how much revenue Mexico brings in. They're a cash cow. I mean, they're the ones that bring in the best TV ratings for Liga Mekis. So, I mean, I everybody knows this. So it's like, are you really going to could do that to uh, to Mexico? Yeah, they they even they travel like you, we see all the time. All the all the Mexicans that travel to Russia to all these World Cups and um, make a they huge did. presence. So I, I I dare them. I would like to see them, you know, do that. I don't think they're brave enough. I think they're cowards. It's like these refs who, out of random times at the late at late end of the game decide to do this just for show um i don't think they're really really serious about it and but even if they do like i, I wouldn't even care like even for this win i was sort of like seeing i, I would it's you don't care I was sort of like happy out next world cup uh, i don't care i dare them <laughs> to do it Damn, Chico. just like just like i don't care that that mexico lost this game i'm sort of happy that they lost so that they can be exposed and mm. go back to the drawing board. It's sort of like, like I said before, if like if Mexico were to lose out on that World Cup, um, back with Chepo and 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 yeah. back then, I would have been like, okay, good. So now the execs and everything can take things more serious and repair, like the Forces Vasicos or whatever they have to do to get Mexican talent. Which right now but, but we're seeing it. We're seeing the lack. Good, of we're, well, no, we, we're seeing the lack of talent right now. There's no. We're, but, there's but no. There's more to had, do with. Chiki, don't ha- say that. I'm sorry, go on. I was just saying, when when have you seen Mexico be worried about depth? Usually we're talking about the United States being, um, you know, having 11 good players, and then their depth is just where they they fail. Now Mexico is all worried about, like, our depth up front. We don't all have right. Chicharito. We don't have Raul and all this stuff. Well, big, big, because that's what happens when the league, you know, it went into, like, the whole 11 foreigners. You know, yep. they... There you go. And so that's 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 the consequences of of what we're seeing now. You know that there's just not that many players because the you know league sort of sabotaged themselves. Yeah. So that stuff that's what's got to be fixed, and it also goes down to the clubs like Chivas and Pumas. What are what are they doing to bring up the youth players? Yeah, but see, they're 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 not the thing, you know. That's not their job, not to feed the national team. It's not their job, but if they did their job in Fuerzas Básicas, it would naturally occur. They would naturally feed the national team. Chivas has to go look at Pachuca, has to go look at Tigres, has to go look at all these other teams. Tigres, you know, Tigres, the the club that that brought up Chaca, Rodriguez. You want more of that? Yeah. You want more? Like, yeah, man. Chaka, Chaka's <laughs> legit, man. Everyone's everyone's hating on Chaka and stuff, and and you know they think they know more than Tata Martino. Like all these dudes, <laughs> you see, like all oh, bringing yeah, Nunes, bringing uh, take out Chaka, take out Gallardo, and all these stuff. Who are you gonna put in? Yeah. And let's see, let's I... see how how the result changes. People people kick out the ball, you know, for for corner kicks or for whatever all the time. It just happens. Yeah, it's just in the matter of how. No one like. Yeah. People people are quick to pick out like, oh, that dude, man, get that dude out of here. And they're, they're, he must and, be doing and, something right because he continues to get called up, not just by Tata. He's been called up, you know, by uh, I think Osorio as well. Um, so it's just one of those things where I don't know. I, is it lack of depth or maybe are we just not? I, I have no idea, man. Um, but yeah. It's, 
the yeah the coach i trust the coach who's with the team who's works with the team who's behind the scenes more than these guys on twitter these fans on twitter who are just watching on their little 18 inch tv on a cardboard box it's what i've been saying about buse man you know oh yeah it's the same thing criticism and i'm like you guys really think you know more than buse who's been yeah. Coaching for like, you think you could see these errors and he can't? <laughs> it's like, like the what is it called? The arm stuff. Hmm? It's like backseat driving or arm. It, what is it's it? Not arm necessarily, yeah, it's not necessarily that they don't see it. It's just it's it's more of a fact of maybe they're just because of their pedigree they kind of refuse to change, you know, because they're old and experienced and you know they think they know everything and they're not open to new. But but also it's like expectations because it's like. We expect the team to play a certain way or to finish in a certain spot, and then they don't reach that. And so then the fans will assume it's a total or massive failure or coach doesn't know what he's doing. But even even if we see the like the outcome of, of where they were at, that's not easy to achieve, you know? We for some reason we just take it as a given that the team should be here. The team should be this good. Um, There's re- a lot of assumptions, I'm going to say. Yeah. So, uh, as far as the chant goes, like, do you guys really think it's going away? Or, or, do you, I personally, I think that, as you know, I, I don't agree with it. I think it is kind of like outdated. Like, we need to switch it up, you need to try something new. But, yeah, I, th- I thought it was stopping funny a long time ago. Yeah. But I, I think Mexico needs to sort of say, you know, they could handle the fans in Mexico, but in the U.S. it's different. It is different. So they, because you could have people from, you know, other Latinos and, and they that, don't care, they're still going to say it. And that's exactly be in the crowd. That's exactly what happened because, again, this happened in the USA Honduras game. So it wasn't just Mexico. It was the uh, under, the you know the Honduran fans. Although because it was a double header at that time there was there had been a lot of you know Mexican fans in the stands. So it's like you can't just put the blame on Mexico. This happened in, in both matches. But, um, but you know what? A lot of times the Mexican fans don't even go in. Yeah. <laughs> They don't even they'll stay outside in the tailgate. They don't even go in for the first game. I've seen them many times where Oh yeah, absolutely. They're just outside doing carnasada or whatnot. Or still on their way to the stadium. And then they show up once the game's about to start. They'll completely just not watch the game. Which I always thought was this, like, you're missing out. <laughs> this is this is my solution. If you are the national team, you need to get, you need to get, uh, reach out to your marketing guys. And you, you, this is what you do. This is what people do on TikTok every single day. You just create a new trend, a new thing. You go in there and you're like, hey, let's replace this with something even funner, cooler, you know, appropriate, but catchy, easy to say at every kickoff. You know, I remember, um, remember that Fua guy, like that video that went viral. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, I remember for a little bit, they did, Fwah! you know what I mean? That's all you got to do. All you got to do is plant the seed, 
change it to something fun or whatever. Um, but also still catchy and easy to do. You know, I think that's why people would, you know, use that chant all the time. Cause it's like, it's just easy and it's at every goal kick, you know? So that's what you do. You just create a new thing for people to do. Same thing with the chance, man. Like, like it, it was always Celito Lindo. Like I heard it in the games and I'm just like, this is cringe, bro. Like it's time we like start doing new chants. There got, there's gotta be, there's so many other things that we can do like during a match, like the wave, like there are people still doing the wave. It's like, come on, man. Like we're in 2021, man. We need to start doing some other cool stuff. You're lucky. You're lucky they retired the matraca. Probably too young to have seen What's that. The matraca. Did you see it, Chiquis? Yeah, that's just annoying. It's the 1980s. I can't describe it. It's like a wooden thing. Oh, the... Like a round cylinder wooden with like a handle. It does like that. Yeah. Like bring it and it would make a cracking sound. It's like, yeah. I used to see him at games in Oakland at the Coliseum when Mexico would come out to play. And I've seen somebody with someone like a hella big one. It was hella loud. You know what also got... Sort of disappeared. The horns. Yeah, the vuvuzelas. You just gotta well, let it naturally They weren't vuvuzelas. They were horns, homie. Vuvuzela <laughs> was that's the African one. That was the African one, but uh, I know way before vuvuzela. Yeah, yeah, they had. They they, I still they, have they, one. they appropriated. They appropriated. <laughs> nah, they probably have have their own. They one, probably had their own. But, you I know. was like, hey, why are you calling it man? Because that's not what it was called. Like, We've been having years. this, bro. What are you talking about? It's just, it's just got to go away naturally. You just got to like ignore it. I don't um, think. I mean, we've obviously tried to ignore this chant, and it's all not... the, all this stuff is cringe. Like, it's just got to go away with time. It's just got to like, you know, just sort of naturally go away. Like all these little campaigns and stuff, and you know, that's all all good. But ain't nobody listening to that and gonna be like, oh man, that's really. You know, that's going to really change my mind. It's all about insulting and in the heat of the moment, it's all about saying the worst thing you can about the opposing team. Yeah. And and that's one of the worst things that, and that's just not like a normal, that's not a soccer thing. That's a Mexican culture thing. It is a culture thing. Like you even see. In um, um in England. Chicharito. Oh, go ahead. Well, just real quick, see Chicharito will say that stuff all the time, like when he's playing video games or even like what if you, you hear him. What do you say? Tell us. He'll, he'll say, I mean, okay, so he won't say he won't say that. He might he might very well say that, but he'll just anything you describe, you can use that word to describe any little thing. Like well, I think trip, friends is common trip, among friends. You know, friends will use it with each other. Yeah, that's the same. That's the same thing. But even like in the streets, like when people are are talking about it, and it's mostly just like crude and maybe if you want to say uneducated and crude, like people will use all these cuss words and stuff all the time. And that's just that's just the way some cultures are. Yeah, yeah. You can't say it's offensive if you're like I don't know. Like you can't be FIFA. Well, anything. You can't be FIFA well, and say well, this is anything. offensive, and then also at the, at the same time, Russia and Qatar just pretend like oh they don't have their own issues with you know homosexuality and stuff. Mothers like well, mother, they got worse. Like on Mother's worse Day, stuff. they're they're tossing people out of roofs. But I mean. It's, what about... it's way what's what? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, man. Sorry. No, no, I'm I'm just saying like like the whole offensive thing because it's like it depends, you know, like when you hear one of the favorite right here at the cantina, la concha, la concha tu madre, and I'll hear that 
it's gonna make me laugh. I'm not gonna find it offensive. I'm gonna think of bread. You know, for like in South America, that's that's, that's what I thought answer. of when I first heard it. <laughs> and and that's something like what if what? I was to say, what if I was to say you know mothers, like especially like on Mother's Day or whatever, they're not something to be made fun of. They're not something to be like saying all these gross things and 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 cuss words and stuff and all all that stuff. So why don't we be offended by that? Why don't we have a uh, a ban of step one, two, three, and four for like any any type of cuss word? Like I I, I remember. Um, we so like or some other people also saying like I used to say it and now I've changed. Oh. You know, I said it in I said it in Brazil and now I've stopped. I remember my first game at uh it was with with you. Oh, you were there Juan in Pasadena in yes. Pasadena. And um all my friends and everyone was around well, okay, so you don't know I you don't I don't know if you know this, but I don't I try to not cuss at all. I don't say any kind of cuss word. So everyone around me was saying that P word. And the only reason why I didn't say it was because I don't I don't try to cuss anything. So that's the only reason I never said it. But if you did if you did back in the day, then it wasn't, you know, that's just the way it is. So maybe, you know, for you to be original and not do it from the very beginning, you know, there's gotta be some type of like what do you want? A, uh, you want a gentle, cookie? Gentleman. Yeah, <laughs> you gentle... wanna... <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just proving a point. There's yeah. some type of gentlemanly way, like the uh, well, yeah. the Queen's English type of talk, not uh, Yum's talking and all this stuff that Hoel doesn't understand. I you got to have a certain yeah. level of of uh, executiveness, like Hoel or not the Hoel, Ron won't go into the stadium and sit with the with the commoners. He'll be up in the podcast and stuff. <laughs> and he won't wear a t-shirt. He'll wear I, a I commend a you for, shirt. for going, you know, for trying to not swear and stuff. It's, I don't know how you get angry and not swear, but I mean, you know, I respect that. He has, he has words like fudge. <laughs> Gosh, darn it. Fudge. <laughs> which is total, which is totally cringe, but whatever. <laughs> It's 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 actually harder not to cuss than it is to cuss. So I I respect that. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, I was gonna say in England when there's a a huge blooper or mistake, uh, you'll hear the fans go way, and it's like funny and like it's not offensive at all. You know, it's just like it's just like ah, we're all just like you know banter and stuff. So there, I've seen like. I've seen that culture over there in England and like they have a different way of sort of like egging on the goalie or egging on a player just without cussing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, this is only an issue because of the sponsors. Ah. Know, because it's the U S the U S sponsors. I see. And it's, and it's all these people here that on social media and then tagging the sponsors and, and you know that that's what it comes down to. So that's that's where it's that's where all the pressure is coming from. And it was just like a small group because if it, they were really following football, they would be there's a lot to tag. Yeah, just a bunch of stuff that you know, and like you said, far worse. But that happened during the World Cup, and yeah, it made enough noise where it's it's become a thing. And unfortunately, uh, it was Max took the, you know, yeah. They were the ones that got singled out. It's like you see all these, you know, you could see a, a police car is hiding. There's all these cars speeding, and they go after one, and it seems unfair. But uh, they weren't going to be able to catch all of them. Ricardo says, "Be consistent. 
you know, if you're going to penalize a team, I agree. You know, like that's what I'm saying. It's like, why single us out? Like, do if you really are for the greater good or, you know, you don't want to be offensive or you want to, you know, be, live in this utopia, then you need to tend to your own garden, man. Like FIFA's corrupt as hell and they've had, you know, World Cups controversially, you know, have won the bids for, you know, in Qatar, a lot of oil money and their practices and the, their beliefs. Same thing with Russia. Um, but, you know, they turn a blind eye to money. So it's like, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm upset about that. Um, but kind of moving. Well, again, it's, it's yeah. like I'm telling you, it's not it's not so much FIFA. It's like all these sponsors that are like putting the pressure on. Yeah. yeah um, FIFA wouldn't care, dude. Oh, let me. Uh, what's up? Going going back to like sort of what we were talking about before. I'll, yes. I don't know if you guys seen this uh, Pablo Carrosa. I don't know what who he is, but he had a. Uh, I guess he's a periodista, probably from South America somewhere. But he he had a tweet that was pretty hilarious about Mexico. You guys were talking about Mexico and like getting or uh, Jurgen Klinsmann talking yeah. about the Nations League, and yep. he says uh, this dude Pablo says Mexico should thank should be thankful that they're playing qualifiers against Caribbean island teams who are barely able to put eleven players together. <laughs> Instead, if they were to come to South America, they'd be in last place. Ooh. Uh, Pobre Tata, yeah, he's, he's got the, the the national team, the most uh, overvalued national team in the world. They're going to va clasificar a mundial what? al Chavo de Ocho y, y a Don Ramon. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's exaggerating, but he why, does. Why are, you, why, are you, why are you giving this? What is this trash, man? Come on, man. No, but come I mean, it, it, is, it is. Okay, so he's exaggerating. He's, he's going just a little bit overboard, but he does have a point. That uh, point you know, of what? That Mexico is 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 playing in a on a like a very low level federation. No, man, that's, there's only that's, two. On. There's only two legit teams. Uh, Jurgen Klinsmann has a has a point as well. They need to play higher. Like the, the Confederations Cup is a, was like an, a a great example. Look, that's something that they need a, to have. This is the thing with league. with Concacaf because there's not enough of these games and there's not. A lot of these teams don't play enough international games, and they don't have that. Like they haven't been to many World Cups. You know, Honduras has been to like one or two, so they're looked down upon. But that doesn't mean that these teams, like that, they always, you know, permanently suck or they're not capable of doing anything. We saw what Costa Rica did. At, what was it, 2014? You yep. know, they had that big run. Quarterfinals. And, and we've seen. I don't know if you saw Jamaica when was it like in O two? Man, they I mean they didn't really win, but teams weren't stomping on them. You know, and and we've had like Copa Americas where Honduras win and they they like what's it Honduras and who else? I mean they were balling. I mean, so that's the thing, these teams don't get enough chances to, to do their thing, but they don't you know, they're, they're, it's not like you can just like stomp on these dudes. You know, it, a lot of that's based on like some old, this, old yeah. results from way back when. But that's the thing about it is though, not how it is. It's it's out of our control. We don't we keep, we didn't choose to be in this region. It just happened to be that way. So all you can do is beat what's in front of you. And I don't understand the logic behind. Well, come to Comebol and you guys will be tra- like, dude, we've participated in fact you guys have stopped inviting us to your tournaments because 
I mean, we've done a pretty good job considering all the disadvantages once we do participating in Copa America and Libertadores. But, I mean, we've been asking, you know, to get reinvited. And that's not on that's not on us. That's on that's on Comebol, you know what I mean? So it is what it is, man. But yeah, don't feed the nah, trolls. Man, this this that's straight trolling. That's straight trolling, man. You could, you could read old articles from way, from way from way back when Mex was starting to get into Copa America when they're trying to get into Libertadores. And a lot of the South American teams didn't want them joining in. They were against it, you know. Yeah, and that's all, that's also well, because why, of why would well, this one of the things. If you look at like Libertadores and you put the Mexican teams, now you're you're knocking out. They're knocking out. Colo you know, Colo. These teams. They're not. No, well, I'm gonna say like, like teams from like Peru, from, oh, yeah. from Bolivia, from Ecuador. Absolutely. Whereas like they depend, they depend on that tournament and to get as far as they can because it. It's like the it's a vitrina, you know. It's the it's the window shopping for all these scouts. So if your team didn't make it that far, it's less games that your star player is gonna be showcased. So now you have these next teams coming in and taking those spots away, and that was a legit concern, you know. Yeah, it's just it's Mexico also. You don't want Mexico coming into your territory. There's a there's an angst. There's a like a jealousy. From South America about it that. Is, so it's it more, is. It's more and, than and then, just. Well, you know, it went from that, and then you know, it went. The argument went from. From oh well, but it's your teams are filled with South Americans, you know. But then, but then we have Copa America where it's it's straight up. They're all Mexican from Liga Mekis. Yeah. And 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 uh, Mex is always, you know, they reached two finals, a couple semifinals, you know, they whooped a lot of ass, and it's like, all right, what's the excuse now? So, it's I mean, the same thing. It's the same excuse. Like even Ricardo sort of agrees with me. He thinks Mexico wouldn't qualify or make it out of Comebol. Not um, maybe not every World Cup, but they would eventually. And, that, like, and I would, I, they, I would they like they beat in any team. But look, Mexico has beaten every team in in Comebol. Except for Argentina. Yeah, and they also struggle. And they also struggle <laughs> with like these little minnows, dude. They Argentina. With these hey, minnows. Well, that's because not Argentina struggling with what was it Australia to qualify. Yeah, but Argentina's been our Argentina's been our Argentina Argentina's been our big, you know, biggest kryptonite, you know, in in official matches. Like we always, we always, we always get eliminated by them, you know. So it, you just got to keep playing them. I just and that that would be the benefit is you now you don't run into them in the round of sixteen every four years. You run into them as you're trying to qualify, you know, and that. Eventually, you get better as a as a nation because you're you're in that region, playing against the best of the best. Um, but yeah, you got to play against you got to play against the best, and that's it's, not what. It, yeah, it's kind of a beating a dead horse at this point. We you know we're not invited to Copa America. That's the reality. We have this nations. Well, we have the nations league, which is even limiting our our window even more. Uh, so all we you can do is is beat what's in front of you, and and that is the United States. Um, kind of going back to the game, going full circle. They can't do it. Well, well, let me let me let me go back full circle real quick because the South Americans getting all angsty and upset and and laughing at Mexico is sort of the way Mexico, now that they lost, does with the United States. They consider the United States and have for a long time as a non soccer nation, which they pretty much are because Mexico brags, 
that look, we're locales here in the United States. There's more Mexican fans in Denver than there are United States fans. And, you know, they're, you know, we're king of CONCACAF and they're all big. And then all of a sudden they go out and lose just like they did last night. And then they complain and they make fun of uh, Pulisic for quieting the crowd and putting his finger up to his lips, you know, telling everyone to shush. And it's like pretty, pretty funny you doing that in the United States in your own, you know, home country. And and like the Mexico are so sour. Mexican fans are so sour about Pulisic doing that. They're sour about Alexi Lalas making, uh, you know, saying that these fans are despicable for throwing things on the field and hitting even the own Mexican player. They hit the, what's his name? Henry Martin upside the head with a bottle or something. And oh no, Alexis Lalas is trash. And then it's well, just hilarious. Uh, and that's uh, what I like about this loss is just the, hilar- the hilariousness of all these Mexican fans. And they're mostly Pocho fans. You know, trying to justify, trying to make themselves feel good just because their team lost and getting all upset and salty. It's just it's my, ridiculous. My biggest problem, and I saw it yesterday, you know, I was there, is um, it, it brings out the worst in everybody. That's the way I look at this rivalry. It, it, it's it's not just about the game. It's It's obviously about something else. I don't know what it is. There's always been this tension between Mexico and USA, you know, and and like you do mention, like you go into why why is it? And this is this is this could only happen in the U.S. Mexico rivalry that in your own in your own country you are shushing the crowd like that. You don't see that anywhere else. You don't go to a a, a Brazil Argentina game. You don't see Brazil uh, on the road or or at home uh, being overwhelmed by majority Argentina fans like only here this is such a weird unique situation where it depends man because you do have places now like if you probably went to Germany and they were to play Turkey oh yeah maybe like in Frankfurt you probably get something similar like France and Algeria like I I understand like there are some connections but here you know what I mean like in his own in Colorado we're not we're not in a uh we're not in like Los Angeles. We're not in California. We're in Colorado. You know what I mean? It's like eh, a lot of white people. Um, so the fact that like even then he, he had, there was majority of the fans there present were Mexican and, and they're throwing beer at him. It's like in his own country, like what is going on? Um, but what, what I mean to say, yeah, what I mean to say is like the, the, the beer throwing all that stuff that was embarrassing, man. I, I don't agree with all that. And, and, and I'll be honest, you go online and you can see the U S fans being super, super racist and, 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 and aggressive. And and then that also brings out the worst out of the, the Mexican, you know, fans online, the pochos and stuff. And then, then it just turns into a big shit show. And it's just like, I don't know why you can't just respect the result. It was a tough, it was a tough match. It could have gone either way. I don't agree with the, with the refereeing. I think that was the worst part of the match. If I'm being completely honest, I think that the game had two unnecessary penalty calls that shouldn't have existed. Um, you know, the the Pulisic call, we're, we're already almost at penalties, man. You don't need to call that a penalty. You don't need to go to VAR. And then and then you don't have to do a makeup call on the other side, a handball, and, and get pressured in by the crowd and get pressured in by Tata and get pressured in by everybody. It was just, it was two wrongs don't make a right. It should have just went straight to PKs and that would have been fair and square. Um, but yeah, that's just my take on the whole thing. 
Yeah, because this, this even happened, like this rivalry was even heated back in the days of Sage. If you look at those like old World Cup games, when Sage would be like fighting the US players and stuff, and and they would be sort of competitive games. And it's it goes back to the US is like this rich, wealthy uh, country where a lot of Mexicans go to. And, you know, they're on another level, you know, economically or whatever, and Mexico is not but mexico has soccer and that's where they dominate and the pride to be able to go to a powerful country like the us and then beat them in this sport was was great and when that changed that's like really humiliating and you sort of have this um inferiority complex where you're like man how can this how can this happen and the reason why the us does not have many fans in the stadium is is obvious that it's normal because the us is not a soccer country Mexico, Mexicans have immigrated to the U.S. in so uh, so huge numbers that, of course, it's going to be clear, since they're a soccer country, that they're going to be filling up these stadiums and the U.S. is not. So it's even more humiliating for Mexico to lose. And it's no big surprise where Pulisic scores a goal and then he runs to whatever corner there is and all of a sudden he gets doused. You know, he gets yelled at. And he's like, oh, that's the wrong corner. He just chose the wrong corner. <laughs> and of course he's gonna of course he's gonna shush them. If he would have went to a corner where there's a bunch of American fans, then yeah, he would have been okay. But Yeah, there was a huge guys. flock of USA fans uh behind the goalie. Um the the goalie that subbed that came in to save the game for US. They had a bunch that that's where all the fans were, all the US fans. Everybody else was Mexican like in that whole crowd? So he picked. He definitely picked the wrong side in the wrong corner to celebrate. He should have went back to his bench. That would have been safer. <laughs> think real quick to get to get across all this like uh, rivalry stuff. And I didn't watch this because I would, you know, I heard about CBS Sports broadcast, and I didn't. I I wasn't gonna watch that because I just knew, and it's you could biased. tell it was cringe. You could tell it was and, cringe, yeah. and you sort of talked about it before when you said. Uh, Memo Choa isn't known as the penalty, you know, stopper. penalty stopper. Yeah. Oh, how, how dare you say that, man? When Janelli Farias is, oh you know, God. boosting him up, and then and then on this broadcast, allegedly, he, her and uh, Gucci Onyewu and Charlie Davis were, you know, creating some type of banter and rivalry smack talk, you know, back and forth on the broadcast, to where Gucci actually told her, "I'm going to come across and choke you," <laughs> and then he later apologized. And then, wow. and then she was arguing with, uh, you know, Charlie Davis was was defending Zach Steffen, and and she was defending. It was just like totally fabricated and trying to build up some type of um, drama for the viewership, and you know, it's just ridiculous. And the arguments were, were were pitiful. Also, I was just hoping, you know, that uh, you know what I, I think I mentioned it on Twitter or something. It would have been perfect if Zach Steffen would have stayed in the game, not gotten injured, and uh, and they would have went to penalty kicks, <laughs> and then he would have won the game off of penalty kicks. That would have been like egg on her face, but um, you know, it worked out differently. But you know, still Ochoa didn't block it, and the uh, the reserve keeper uh, blocked Guardados, which wasn't really a good shot anyway. But... I and I, and I don't agree with him taking the penalty. He, he did not start yeah. the match. Um, there were other players that had played the full 120 minutes that were more deserving of taking that penalty kick. I'm thinking of one man in particular. Her name is uh, Irving Chuki Lozano. 
Um, I don't know if this came across on the cameras, but being five, ten feet away from him, uh, he was on the whole game, uh, especially after the when the U.S. scored, when Pulisic scored. He was yelling at the ball boys because they were taking too long. Uh, he was grabbing the, you know, he was just so aggressive and he was so upset, man. He, you could tell that he was like the most unhappy. He was the unhappiest player on that pitch. And uh, he, you know, he, I think he uh, at one point uh, choked a U.S. player uh, towards the end. I got, I got a photo of it, but I, I think that he should have been the one that uh, should have took the penalty. Um, I don't, I don't agree with Guardado. I know, you know, seniority and, you know, he's the captain, but he did not start that game. He, he, he came into that game a little bit too late. In my opinion, I think it should have been someone that was there from minute zero. And sometimes uh, it's, it's decided beforehand though, you know, but how, if he was a sub, he was a sub, you know? Yeah. But they'll have like, who are the penalty takers? Mm. And so it's who's on the field. And if these players are on the field, this guy has first dibs, yeah. you know. See, that whole seniority thing, I, I, I hate that. That's why you're seeing players that should not be being called up that are still getting called up because of seniority. You know, I, I think that we have much better players. And it, it's unfortunate that we also have the Olympics coming up. So we really didn't get to have... I don't consider this our A team. I think this is kind of like a, like a B minus... There's a few players that we could have we could have used that aren't in, that didn't hey, play. But, but we we don't choose that. that, that I know. I'm, I'm just saying. That yeah. Team. Like. And that was the team, dude. Uh, yeah. Pizarro, Pizarro could have probably. Uh, I don't know if it was. I I, I think for me, um, I, as much as like I've been kind of not been about him, I think Macias could have helped. I think that there could have been other players that. That are uh, currently actually, I think they actually played today against Saudi Arabia. Um, I, I I haven't been able to. I was on the road today, so I didn't get to keep up. But I think they they're either playing today or they're playing tomorrow against Saudi Arabia. They had played against Romania um, uh, over the weekend, and there's a few players on that squad, man, that are that are really really good. So I would have I rather see young players that are hungry and looking to make a name for themselves. Then the Chaka Rodriguez of the world, the the um, uh, Antuna. I don't think he's up to scruff. Uh, who else? Henry Martin. And there's a lot of players, man. I'm just like, eh, I'm not convinced. Yeah, we gotta see. This Gold Cup is gonna be a a big one for Tata and for the entire Lindosi. team. Oh, he needs he needs a title, man. He he needs to win something. Um, not not necessarily, yeah. but I mean, just just because. Yeah, as a coach, I guess I, I'm pretty sure he wants he wants to put something on the, on his vitrina, you know. Damn, I cannot find any info on this stuff, man. They were supposed to play. Also, apparently, I need to. Uh, John mentioned something on Twitter about the availability of European players for this. Uh, obviously, they're available for this tournament, but mm-hmm. for the Gold Cup, are they going to still be available again? And he mentioned something about possibly not, especially for like the U.S. side, 
Um, so I don't know if from, from what it's sounding like, what he said, I'm not sure if like Dest and Pulisic and all these guys are actually going to, are they even going to be they, on this? Uh, clubs are, um, they have to allow those players to go. Okay. Because it's 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 Concacaf, it's a Gold Cup, it's like the region's like football. It's not like Copa America, or so they they legally have to allow those players to if they get called up, they have to l- release them. Um, Wait for Gold not Cup. for the Gold Cup for Gold Cup, yeah. No, I think only only for FIFA events. I think. Well, I mean, it is a FIFA event. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's Gold not like it's it's a Concacaf event. But it's FIFA. It's like you know the winner. No, the, the winner of that goes to, well, used to go cup? to the used to go to the Confederations Cup. Yeah, but the Confederations, that is the event. But it's not the Gold Cup's not. You know, its purpose is not to qualify to that. That is like a bonus, but it's not. FIFA doesn't. They don't organize it. You would see FIFA on there. You wouldn't see Concacaf. You would see. FIFA well, it's main... just like the Euros. It's not FIFA. Yeah, exactly. But the teams are still obligated to release their players for the if they get called up. They have to. Hmm. Now, should they, you know, nudge them in the right direction and say, hey, you know, preseason is more important than this, then, you know, uh, that's up to the player's discretion, but... Uh, the teams have to release players for these international tournaments in the summer. Um, I did want to talk a little bit. What's up? Quick note. Quick note before. Apparently, uh, Empower Field released a statement that five fans were arrested for trespassing and one fan was arrested for throwing a projectile. The, the guy was caught on tape, the one who hit Gio Reyna upside the head. Yeah, Reyna, the whoever, whatever fan that hit him. So he's, he's banned also from, actually just from, just from that state, just from that stadium though. There was also a pitch invasion. Um, I don't know if it showed it on the cameras, but dude, that guy, <laughs> uh, cause I was on that side, right? So, uh, I, he was fast, man. This guy, he jumped the, the stands and it's a pretty big jump, man. I want to say it's at least six, six feet. He jumped no, no, nobody that was in like the security, nobody saw this dude. He just booked it, got onto the pitch, and he like they were not gonna catch him. He was really, really fast. Then he tried to cut and he slipped and fell, and then they arrested him or whatever. Uh, and then apparently there was another guy that fell off the the balcony, I, and it was caught on camera. I, I, I didn't, saw that. I didn't see that, but he ran where where they was the the, the CBS, booth. yeah. Yeah, he he ran, and then he falls, and then he jumped over the ledge or whatever. Crazy. If I was like, you know, Denver, like Broncos organization, whoever organizes that stadium, whoever is in charge of security there, I would I would put my resignation in. Man, that's embarrassing. You should not like the fact that players got injured, fans got you know arrested, injured. Like, you only you have one job, and that's to keep it a safe environment. You know. (laughs) And and you fail to do that. Here's, here's another. Here's another thing. And this, uh, PVA surge, man. He just he spills salty and stuff, and he's finding all these tweets, which I guess are uh, like offensive or whatever. But this one, 
There's this one tweet. He says, uh, Ethan Horvath is a wall, and last night Mexico paid for it. <laughs> that's, some, that's messed up. But, that's pretty but, uh, funny, yes. I mean, it is, but it's, you know, and then uh, Serge, of course, is like all offended. Huh? And I, I think these guys like deleted these tweets and stuff. Like, they're going oh, off a of life while going banter, off. Going man. Off. That's part of the game. I, I know. And but then it's... when you beat them, you get to, to make fun back. Yeah, but you know it's referring to like the Trump's wall and stuff, right? So when it gets political, then it starts going to like, oh, you're racist, you're xenophobic, you're so they that take it to another level. That became yeah. That's where it yeah, so ruined it, it. Yeah, banter can be banter until you lose, and then you get offended, and you and then all this talk about like microaggressions and stuff like that. Man, forget some microaggressions. Talk about macroaggressions, and then you can complain or like getting slapped <laughs> upside the head with a water bottle. Um, I do want to talk just a wee bit about the, the, the U S team really quickly. Uh, a lot of young players and, you know, they, they really took this like victory. Like they took it serious, man. Like they, they it was like a big sigh of relief for them. And, you know, cause we had kind of been daddy for like the last, you know, especially them missing out on the world cup and all that. Like yeah, that they, was, they, yeah. they've just kind of been taking it up the butt for you know, the last, it feels like forever. So, you know, for them to finally get a, a satisfying victory against Mexico, you know, they took it as like a really, really big deal. And, you know, for Mexico, we can brush this off, man. We've, we, we don't need to like, uh, what's the word? Like, we don't need anyone's approval, man. Like the, the, the titles, the, the head to head record speaks for itself. Not saying that we should like rest on our laurels and take this loss, like, like not serious, but the look, Gold Cup is around the corner, um, and that's going to be the the tournament where we can get like our revenge or whatever. And that one, I would be a little bit more upset if we did lose the Gold Cup versus this Conca Nations thing that everyone had forgotten about. It started two years ago, but the final wasn't until you know twenty twenty one. It's just like this was kind of one of those like last minute like let's just get something going for the summer. But it's really, to me, I don't think it's that big of a deal. If anything, it exposed Mexico's terrible, terrible tactics as far as set piece defending. It's something that's been a glaring issue for a while. And uh, hopefully things will, uh, hopefully Tata will make adjustments. Starting with, we need we need a striker. Like, I, I don't want a false nine. Chucky Lozano needs to be on the wings. He, he he's, he's not as good being down the middle he's not you're taking away his his dynamic uh skills so hopefully adjustments will be made and uh we can we can see them take the gold cup a little bit more serious now now that they know that the u.s are are gonna be you know gonna try and put up a fight i got a different uh perspective though i have to disagree a little bit it seems like the two two zero era lasted for a long time even during friendlies well, from the World Cup 2002. Oh. And then friendlies afterwards for like a few years. And then Mexico sort of like got the upper hand. But since they didn't play too often, it was like only like, I want to say like three games even where Mexico was like, okay, they're they're rolling. Um, So it, it doesn't seem like Mexico has been dominating for like a long time. They just sort of got back into it. and uh, And then the U.S. team was sort of like in transition phase. And uh, and Mexico took advantage, and then now sort of like, like the 10 US... years though, 
Maybe, but I mean, they didn't play too It's been often. like There 10 was, years. there's like, it seemed like the two zeros were like a ton of them. There's just like five of Nah, them. but Nah, the, the it two wasn't that zeros many. that, I mean, And a lot I'll of those look were it not up, in man. official matches. Jamie, let me Yeah, look it up. but <laughs> yeah, that, that don't matter, man. Official matches. but I mean, if we're looking at, at like We had a lot of bullshit head to friendlies, head, man. A lot I think of bullshit it friendlies. was like 10 years of Max winning the head to head and all the, and all the, you know, official tourneys. It's a good, a good Because 10 years. if you guys remember, like, we won, like, the Gold Cup. Like, like they hadn't won a Gold Cup in hella long. Like, the last victory they had in an official match, I think, was in the qualifiers in 2013. So, Oh, dude, check this out. Wait, they that, beat Mexico in 2013? yeah, when Mexico was going through that, that, you know, that huge problem when they were almost not going to qualify, they, they beat Mexico two zero. Oh, yeah, yeah, 2013. That was, that was the last time they, Oh, yeah, that was the last time they beat us in a, in a, in a official match. We're not talking friendlies. Yeah, see, so almost 10 years. So Told you, that's chicky. a long time, man. So check, check, no, dude, check this out. Okay, so the last win I'll send by the you. U.S. was a friendly was a friendly in 2018, Yeah, it was a friendly. 1-0. Then World Cup qualifier 2-1, Mexico wins. CONCACAF Cup 3-2. But in 2015, in a friendly 2-0. World Cup qualifier 2013, Yeah, it's the one I was talking 2-0. A about. friendly 1-0. And then there's like a... And then, So that's like from 2011 or 2012 to 2015. Yeah, but remember that 5-0 victory in the Gold Cup final? Yeah, yeah, I'm Yeah. getting there. And then there's the 4-2 win in uh, Pasadena, 2-1 win, Mexico, and then the 5-0 win, Mexico. So that's three Yeah. in a row there. Those are official. And then a World Cup qualifier in 2010, 2-0, uh, uh, Gold Cup final 2-1, a friendly 2-0 U.S. Uh, and then finally, uh, of course, in, in Azteca, 2-1 win, 2005
I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed with Pulisic. He didn't show up <laughs> until overtime. Hey, two cups in eight days. He he didn't even play I mean, in the Champions League final, man. He was over there polishing he boots. It's sure just, he wasn't even in the bench. I, mean, I think he did go in, man, like towards the end. I've, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he got like maybe ten. He did not play that. If he was, let me just say, if he did play in the Champions League final, he was like a NPC, bro. He was just one of those. He was just. He was just there. You know, it's like when you show up with the group project, and you know, you just put your name. You just put your name on the top, like, oh, that's that. He had no contribution to them winning that silverware, man. Absolutely no contribution. You got to understand the history, though, man. When you say set, when you say set pieces, I think Ricardo said it. Let me check. Set pieces is something that the U.S. and or Mexico has been weak at for a long time, and that's because of size and strength. Of the players, no, that no, but yeah, exactly, but that dude. used to be back in the days. If you look at the average height, the Mexico team, it's gone way up. Not know, compared so to not compared to excuse. other teams, though. Not compared to yeah, other teams, man, it's still you'll not be the same. Surprised. All they have are no, a few. All they have are like uh, like like a few dudes, though, man. Cool. They don't go, have the, no, go, the quantity. What? You're gonna <laughs> have two have or three. Matters. You're gonna have, you're gonna have two or three defensive center backs that are gonna be tall. Whereas the U.S. is going to have uh, a forward that's tall, a midfielder that's tall, and then their whole back line that's tall. Bro, so we don't need how, to guess. We could, we could just go and there's, check. Are we really, Only there was a way of checking. Are we, are we really talking about like physical advantages over here? So set pieces yeah. is, dude. You complete, you brought set pieces. Set pieces is all about yeah, because, the No, but it was because, because Osorio, of he didn't, know, he didn't know how to arrange them, organize the, the defense. It wasn't because they were taller or you know they can jump higher. It's just because they didn't know how to defend correctly. Oh, the goal that uh, what's his name? And he's not even that tall. Who who scored the goal off a header? He just he just bust bust busted right in there, man. It was all McKenzie. about McKenzie. You know, jump. It was all about quickness. It was all about jumping. And no, uh, and but it's because spot. it's because they didn't mark him, dude. And then you got paper hands Ochoa. He's only good at like balls that are like near him. But se la comió. Se la comió, man. That was an easy save. Wait a second. Hold on. I'm going to look at that. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's... Uh... Dude, I just saw the highlights. That was... That was... He, he could have saved it. He did it against Brazil. And that was a much harder, harder save. All the goals... Like I've said it before, all the goals that he saved, like that whole highlight reel of Brazil, were all near. shots that were near, nearby near. him. Yeah, they're all it near. It made him look... It, yeah, it made him look good. Exactly. I'm not trying this to like one. bash on Ochoa, but I'm just saying that for when it comes look. to contesting contesting air balls, he does not know how to do that. That's always been one of his biggest issues. Look at this dude. I'm I'm looking at the picture right now. Whoever's marking him is like one foot and a half shorter on the jump. And this McKinney is just like airborne on this dude. I got the video. Hold on. It was Gallardo. Pull that. You think McKinney? Yeah, dude. McKinney, Gallardo's a freaking. Gallardo. He's a freaking troll, bro. That guy's hella short. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. We're talking about. But I'm just saying, after. even in that physical disadvantage, you can still position yourself so he doesn't win the ball, or at least you stick. You. you in fact, Gallardo in that play, he should have been 
like holding on to the goalpost. That's his job because he's short. He's supposed to, Ochoa is supposed to have a, 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 a defender or a player protecting that post. And you don't move. You stay there. And that would have been, he would have saved that. The player would have been there and he would have, he would have had that. Yeah. That's not on Ochoa, though, man. That's on that is on Ochoa. Thing. He has to organize his defense. He okay, has to okay. tell them, you need to be on the front post. You need to be on the back post. Everybody else, you know, you 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 size up. You size up your players. You know who's oh. going to be short. You tell them to do the little bitch work and stand by the... I used to be that that guy. I was a short guy on the field. I knew I had back post. I had to, I had to hug it like it was my girlfriend, bro, because I knew I wasn't going to be able to contest these balls. But I knew my place because the goalkeeper told me, the coach told me, this is where you need to be during uh, corner kicks. This is like elementary stuff. This is first yeah, grade I, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I agree with the post thing, though, man, because the post is how Gio Reyna scored that goal because it, it enabled him to be on sides. So I don't know if I agree with people on the post. Uh, Gallardo was was right in the spot. He was right on the line. Of the little the idea chica, he was, yeah, he was on the like six yards. He just box. held his ground. He, he should have held his ground, and he let that dude just soar. He just, above he just him. let him. He just let him walk in his home. I know because and bang he wasn't his the wife, right like guy. he's like he's a chicharito. <laughs> he, he wasn't. <laughs> he, just let he, Dre, wasn't a, he just let Dreyfus slide in there, man. <laughs> he wasn't a sizable opponent. He wasn't. He wasn't big enough. He hadn't didn't have the vertical leap, and and at that, um, or at that uh, distance. From the goal, from Ochoa, there was no way his reflexes were going to be able to stop that. And so, um, yeah, he could have been on the post. It could have deflected, and then it might have deflected right back to Gio Reyna for a little tap in. And he would have been on sides because there's two people on the goal post or on the the goal line. It's fine, man. I rather have, I rather enable somebody on side, but have that because this is exactly what happens. This is exactly what happens when you don't have someone on the post. The ball goes in. Your goalkeeper's a, a day late and a dollar short, man. Ochoa got like a nail on it, like his fingernails on it, but it was far too late, and there was no way he's gonna get there. So it's just one of those things where you you have to you have to practice this, man. You have to go in there and you have to understand your weaknesses. If you are facing an an opponent that's taller than you, then you 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 prepare yourself appropriately. And, and I'm very disappointed. Um, Going back to the game against uh, Sweden in the World Cup, you know, for someone like Osorio who was obsessed about height and and snubbed players from the national team because of height, that he didn't prepare accordingly. Those dudes are like the tallest people on earth. Like Swedish people are the tallest people on earth, and we shot the bed against them because we didn't know how to how to handle them. They were too big. Yeah. They, they, I mean, Mexico's improved because you got the uh, machine. Yeah, Diego, Diego Reyes. Although he was like a beanpole. Who else do you have that's sort of tall? There's some tall dudes. Nestor Araujo. Uh, Nestor Araujo is Araujo. Well, Araujo is sort of like... Uh, Ochoa is six feet. Araujo has got some weight on him, though, man. His his vertical leap is probably like two he's inches. He's too many tortas or what? <laughs> yeah, and somebody said he was like getting tired during the game. Mm. <laughs> Could he's be. like... He's like gassing out with his stuff. Well, it's time for the era of Guardado, Hector Moreno, Chaga Rodriguez. It's time for these guys to go. Jonathan Dos Santos, don't let the door hit you on the way out. It's time to phase these dudes out, man. Uh, Hector Moreno has officially signed with Rayados. That was announced today. So, well, we did not get him. I was kind of banking on Chivas getting a 
a veteran center back. But well, well the good, the good, the good thing, um, well, not good thing, but there's a possibility maybe um, Cesar Montes, you know. I hope so, man. Something. There's also, for some reason, a rumor of Bizarro, which I don't no. know. I'm like, with what money? How? Someone explain that one to me. Puro humo. Unless it's like a loan. A loan deal. Yeah. Um, the real reason we lost yesterday is because there was a lot of Cruz Azul fans in the in the stands. I took some photos. I, oh. I got them on tape. I caught them in 4K, man. I saw I saw a big ass Cruz Azul fan. I saw uh, another girl with like a Cruz Azul jersey in the front row, man. You can't miss it. I'm like, ah, give us that bad juju. <laughs> does does that they're even champions. still apply? I don't think that. Yeah, they're champions, man. <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you need to. Do you think uh, now. overall? Do you think people are overreacting about this result, or should we be concerned moving? forward to the gold cup no i'm not be. concerned it, one loss dude it's been one loss people are making it bigger deal because obviously it's against the u.s but i think games against the u.s have been difficult for a long time very long time i, I think people forget you could go way way back what was it the second world cup where um you know, the U.S. eliminates Mexico. They decide to play them, you know, like last minute eliminatoria. Back back when you take a boat ride like a month just to get to Europe and they lose. And so just results up. I think, I think for a long time because the U.S. was just out of the picture, we have this idea that they sort of like suck. But they're just like, if you look at the results, they, they've put up a fight since even before 93, you know. I'm going to say 94 because that was the World Cup when they... No, no. With, with 91, the first first Gold Cup, and they beat they beat Max for that first Gold Cup, and that was, what, 91. Then they beat Max again in a friendly 93 before the 94 World Cup. In 95, they beat Mexico at the Copa America. You know, so I mean, they've always given Mexico a hard time. Um, we just like to say that they suck and they're irrelevant, but it's, it's good to have a rival like that that's going to push you and keep you on your toes. So I, I think uh, they have a very talented group, and I, I think it's going to be war for the next 10 years. Yeah. What is this, the Odyssey? What is this? <laughs> hey, man, listen, well, listen I mean, to this. The 10-year war, man. <laughs> Well, yeah, more. because how, <laughs> think think how long it's like a group is gonna be, you know, with with the selection, and it, usually it's about two cycles, which is like eight years. You know, you have players that are like, let's say, twenty one. So, so at the end of four years, the one cycle, they're twenty five, and then by the second one, they're like in their early thirties, if they're a bit older. 23, 24, then they're in, you know, 30-something. So it's usually about 10 years where you'll see a group, you know, when you have a pretty good team, that's about as long as you can see that team playing together. 
here's my here's my take, man. I'm uh, I think, and I've said this from before, and I was waiting for this game to happen. Um, I think we need to be worried because these players, although I agree, sort of with Ricardo, like Pulisic was uh was absent for a little bit, but they need to get him the ball in the right spots. Um, there was some shining moments for Des. Right, but but worried about what? Like what? What exactly is like this this team? Like mean? this U.S. team is coming up, yeah, but and they're worried improving. that they're gonna do what? They're gonna start beating Mexico continuously. Oh, and I wouldn't no. be surprised. Oh, I wouldn't no. be surprised if they beat Mexico during this next World Cup because this is the thing. Like Mexican fans, they start getting like this uh, chip on their shoulder. They start thinking they're the best. They're the kings and all this stuff. And, um, and. And then they get all upset. They get all angry. And whenever uh, you know things like this happen, and the U.S. all of a sudden wins, and it shouldn't be that way. It should be like, okay, you you got the best of us. Let's continue on and try to improve. But there's like this angst, and this is something that Ron used to say a long time ago. But I, I noticed he was like sort of upset. <laughs> he was raging last night as well. But Ron used to say a long time ago. He says the U.S. and Mexico is not a rivalry, and he was just sort of like playing around. But that's sort of that's a good point. We shouldn't consider like the U.S. as oh we have to you know that's our main rival. We got to think better than that. That's why I bring in the Colombo stuff. Yes, U.S. is yeah, like but it our... is the rival. Yeah, sure, but we shouldn't be thinking of this as like the end of everything. This is like winning the World Cup, and and Mexican fans were like making fun of Pulisic and the whole team. Where after the ninety minutes were over or the, the time was elapsed, they were celebrating like it was the World Cup, and Mexican fans were like making fun of them. Um, but you know, Mexico was just as much in, involved in this game and pushing forward and putting forth all their efforts well, to, to we do know it. How to win. World we know how to win. They don't, they've never experienced that. So they're going to act like they won a world cup because they haven't been there before. They don't know. You know, we've, well, I mean, we, we win all these games all the time. We win gold cups right. all the time. We know how to act when we're in that. Like if it, if it would have been the other way around, like it, it would have been just another day in the office for Mexico. But why, Mexico, Mexico in the U.S. Mexico in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. Defend, defend. Well, because you're saying the World Cup, but see, that's the thing. And Jaime mentioned it earlier. This is a team that missed out on the World Cup. Um, yeah. So. And they're starting with well, a lot of young players and they're starting their proceso and it started very negative, you know, a lot of, I, I think if, if we see throughout the history of the U.S., like the press has always been pretty lenient and this is probably the most they've been attacked. You know, even even the women started taking shots, talking about how, you know, we, we should get paid more because these guys suck and at least we win. And so it's this is a team that, it, you know, a lot of loss of confidence. So going in, so that's why I said, uh, I guess the start of the show, winning the tournament and, and by besting Mexico in the final, it's it's like a graduation for them, for this young squad that they have what it takes to turn things around. So that's, that's worth celebrating, man. I mean, not so much of the cup, but that they're on the right path. Like I said earlier, like a lot of the fans didn't want Berhalter, they wanted Tata, and and this was the final Berhalter versus Tata, and and to best him, it's sort of like Federation could see like, see we didn't, you know, we we did right in choosing this guy. All I'm yeah, saying they, is for a group of players that are primarily in Europe, I'm unimpressed. Serginho Dest <laughs> plays for Barcelona. He did nothing. You look at. 
Reyna, he picked up a, a sloppy second ball in the box. Good for him. Tap away, to, you know. But uh, I'm just saying, like, for, for the, the, the type of names and the type of clubs that they play for and represent, I'm unimpressed. I mean, we're looking at, like, some defenders in Liga Mekis that were that had them in their back pocket the whole game. I'm just like, yo, it, like yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, if if we were to like compare, if we were to com- if we were to go on FIFA 21 right now and look at the teams and look <laughs> at their star FIFA. ratings and all that, no, it's very I obvious know. that the U.S. is like favorited over Mexico on paper. Then we're talking about on paper, but the reality yeah. is, it was a very close game. It could have gone either way, and for you know, the for Mexico's national team. Majority of the players that were called up are playing in domestically. They're playing in Mexico. Well, so, I mean, I, I blame the media because I do think the media they overhype the whole the Eurocentral Eurocentric Eurocentrist. You know, just just because uh, they play over there and uh, you know how they and then the mixed media. I know they're gonna hit the panic button and that's gonna be their selling point and. Uh, you know, sky is falling and all that. I've seen it too many times. This isn't the first. This um, isn't your first rodeo? So, nah, man. I, I don't think uh, as talented as these guys are, I don't expect them to be world beaters. But I do think, I do see a team that's going to be very competitive, that's going to give a lot of headaches and put up fights. So I do, I do see that happening. And again, they've been together for about two years, Jaime. Give him a bit more, you know. So I mean, we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens. Wow, comment section really blowing up. Oh, are they, can can you? Uh, can you share? Eric Paul is a Euro snob. He says, uh, "I'm not gonna Euro's watch." The, not- he's like, "I'm not gonna watch the Gold Cup. I'm just gonna watch the the Euros." He also said something about the fact that uh, wait, what did he say? I'm back to supporting Puro Equipos uh, Euros, the Motherlands, Call Beckins. <laughs> um, I asked him if he's a Spaniard. He's a he's a Romano. Oh god. Oh, he's, he's Italian? <laughs> no, I don't what? know. No, he's a Spaniard. <laughs> oh, but yeah. I asked him if he's a Spaniard. Giovanna Avalo says uh yeah, it hurts to get told we're going to lose to the US, but I think Still, because it's not about soccer, it's about the tension between the countries. And there shouldn't be. I don't think there should you be know, tensions. You know, I think that was a long time ago, but Jaime, you were snapping some of these half and half jerseys. <laughs> okay, um, I want to get one, man. <laughs> I did, did not. I was too busy. Like my, my attention was on the fields. I did take a few pretty cool photos of some fans. Um, that I saw you post that because someone tagged me in a No, that was that wasn't me. That was the uh, that was uh, Al, uh, Chiki's. He found some guy wearing a half Mexico, half USA jersey. <laughs> that was Stray. I stole it from Stray. He oh, posted Elsa Uno was the one that because uh, he's like a, I guess he's like a pocho. He's like sort of likes the US, and so they always That's make fun the, of him. Is that that guy? But you can you can you be seeing this. This is becoming more and more common. So. He's the host of uh, CDN. Oh, Vado is, I guess, the uh, the pocho that they make fun. <laughs> I see. But I put it on. I put it on. I stole it. and I put it on Instagram. I actually want one of those, man. 
Yeah, all these Mexican <laughs> fans, all these salty Mexican fans are making me root for the U.S. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to kick you off the oh, podcast, chick is, dude. Chick is turning into Alvarito <laughs> Morales. <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing because he's not Alvaro Morales. You need to get on the... And then they didn't win and then Cruz Azul wins. You get, you're gonna, yeah, my... you're gonna be like, uh, you're gonna be like that guy on to the Balboa with his uh, terrible oh, Spanish. He was, yeah, he was acting a fool, and Ron got triggered. He was acting a fool on to the I never seen him so biased, like in previous. Oh, games. this dude was well, not. That's, what they, that's I... what they brought him for, man. Well, usually he's sort of level headed, and he tries to like. You he was, bring him he was talking a little bit. Is so. What's his story? Is he like, like his mom so, was Mexican? Definitely Argentine. No, Argentina. Oh, even worse. But he played. He played. He played, he played in the Leon. US. He he obviously he wasn't good enough, so he he decided to piggyback on the U.S. You know. No, no, he he grew up here. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like he wasn't good enough to play for Argentina, so he played for the U.S. <laughs> he almost scored a golazo in the World Cup from a Chilena. Dude. Yeah, that guy's cringe, man. But hey, you know <laughs> that's why they uh, you know through then it likes to cater to the uh, the U.S. They obviously care more about the MLS than they do. Liga Meki, so they have to have, they have, they have to be uh, diplomatic. I know you can't like shit where you eat. I guess they're the they're the ones that pay the bills, so you gotta kind of have to. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like that about the end that they they just slobber all over the U.S. man and the MLS. It's it's kind of annoying, man. I don't know why they do it. They don't need to. You don't see Fox doing to that. Me, the Mexican media is gonna be annoying with all the. Chicken Little, Sky is Falling. I can see it already. It's, it's like, scaring, a, it's, scaring it's like I always say, man. It's like I always say, if you're a Mexican and you cross the border to live in the United States, you slowly become an American and you lose your Mexican identity. Yeah, but you don't have to go like, full malinchista. You don't have to go that yeah, full well, around. Eventually, well, eventually you, don't, you, you do. don't fully lose it, Chiquis. Come on. Not fully, Not like but you, you, you little stop, by little. You stop little speaking by little. Spanish. Or, little by little. Dude. Call, no you start... You start yeah, using I'll, I'll uh, a fork to flip the tortillas because you don't want to burn your hands. You got sensitive hands and, <laughs> and stuff. And then you stop eating what tortillas. Happened to and like, you, what happened to you? Instead of the aguacate tacos, you start eating uh, toast, avocado toast. I'm the, I, I, got a, <laughs> I got a master's of science degree in pocho studies. Oh. I got to bring back the pocho podcast to educate. You got you to gotta bring it back to life, man. <laughs> There's plenty of uh, people out there. You just go to the... Uh, Reddit, uh, Liga Mekis sub. There's plenty of opportunity there. I'm sure half of the people there would qualify. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ricardo says they're giving out Houston Dynamo tickets out for free by my house. <laughs> There's no more big draw in uh, Houston, right? There's no more Cubo Torres. So who's their big guy now? Where is Kubo? He was there with he was Puma. At, uh, Where is he? Atlanta. No. Oh, he came back. He was at came back to... Tijuana and then Pumas and then he went to uh, Atlanta United. Yeah. Well, winding down. What's up? He's winding down. Oh. I think he's uh, about time for him to hang it up. Pretty soon they'll be in like an indoor soccer league. Oh, uh, it's a, it's only a matter of time. Um, but yeah, gentlemen, hour and a half a rant on this uh, Conca Nations League final. 
I liked it. I think it's good. I think it's a reminder not to rest on your laurels and that Mexico has a lot of work to do. But do you guys have any uh, closing thoughts before we, we wrap up this episode? Yeah, just um, I do think if anything, Tata needs to figure out the striker situation, you know, uh, no RJ9 and then and he seems to have 86 Chicharo. So let's see if Funes Mori gets the call. And, and if not, then he's going to have to probably show more trust to what is it, Martin or Pulido. But we, we do need we, we do need that guy up front. At this point, I'll take a traffic cone over Henry Martin. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather just play a man down, man. He was absolutely useless. Yesterday and the day before. Could it just been, you know, it's bad week. Cheekies, what are your closing thoughts? Uh, U.S. needs to get Polish at the ball in open space. Uh, Mexico needs to close down the spaces because that's how they... Uh, Dest had a, like a nice run on the left side, but because... There was open space, sort of like Chucky. The U.S. has a bunch of Chucky type of players that run and are are quick and are speedy. But hopefully, Mexico, Mexico, Tata Martino, like the Corps said, could figure it out, figure out the forward position. And because uh, I did, even though like I'm sort of being like a U.S. type of apologist or whatever, um, I did have some excitement when uh, Mexico scored some goals. So. I still am a Mexico fan. For now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll see how we'll see if that changes. I want to get a jersey though, man. Next time I <laughs> next time I go, maybe I'll get a, a half one, and half. Black, the, oh, the half and half. The half I thought you half wanted jersey. that black and pink. I don't like I I'll tell you the truth. I don't like that black and pink jersey. I don't like it at all. And then, I don't know what the design it looks like. Kinda like some Native American stuff, like a carpet. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it either. Or yeah. Seeing it in person, I, like... I, 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 I still can't, yeah. can't, can't wrap my head around I it. I like green. I like green. I actually saw a fan in the state. I should have took a photo of somebody wearing that jersey, the the the, the green, the pink one, but it was a counterfeit. It was green instead of uh, pink, and I was like, oh, I can dig this. This one actually looks better than the real one. <laughs> pirata? A pirata shirt? Yeah. Someone just uh you can actually buy them online. I've I've seen it. I'm like, huh, I might have to get that one. That one actually looks good. <laughs> um, I have an answer for you guys. So the game is actually tomorrow. Mexico's U23 will play against Saudi Arabia on through the end at eleven AM. So if you don't have a job or maybe you're on lunch break, uh game's tomorrow at eleven AM. I think they're playing somewhere in Europe. So make sure to check that out. Um, upcoming schedule for the Selección. After that, they have a game against Honduras on the 12th. And then they have uh, a game against pa- Panama at the end of the month, the the senior side. And then uh, me and Joel, we were talking about possibly going to the game in Los Angeles against Nigeria on July the 3rd in the Coliseum. How exciting. 
Yeah, it's looking good. I haven't been in a while. So yeah, I uh, appreciate all the all the action here in the comment section on YouTube. Thank you guys for listening and and uh, making us laugh in the comment section. We'll have to wait and see if Tata will swallow his pride and and call upon Javier Hernandez. He could definitely. It wouldn't hurt to have him on the pitch or even as a sub. We'll have to see how that how that goes. Uh, but thank you all so much. Make sure to uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm still going through all the. Thousands of photos that I took yesterday, but they'll be up. I'll be sharing them uh, via Twitter, so make sure to check our, our page. And hope everyone has a fantastic night.